Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Amen. 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 Thank you, worship team. Oh, it's good to be together. Amen. Amen. On this beautiful, sunny, cold winter day. But the fire of God is here this morning. Come on, preachers just start saying weird things like that. Come on, it's good to have fun in church, yeah? You know, it's really good to have, you know, there's the fullness of joy in his presence. Can I just preach this just for a moment? I, I preached last week that we should be the most hope-filled people in the world, yeah? How many of you have been, been here last week? I preached that we should be, I preached last week, right? It's been a little chaotic, but I preached that we should be the most hope-filled people in the world. We should be the most joy-filled people in the world. I'm talking to me, too. Come on, as believers that have been saved and set free with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we should be the most joyful people in the world, yes? Come on, there's the fullness of joy in his presence, So it's good to laugh. It's not negating sorrow. It's not negating pain. But when you learn, this is what maturity is in in a believer. When you learn how to go through sorrow and pain with joy. You've tapped into something that that, that only those that have been called by his name that have said yes can walk in. So I want to encourage you, church. In this season, we're all, we're, we're coming to Thanksgiving and the lights and the sounds and the buzz and the, the hustle and all that stuff of Christmas coming around the corner. Thank God Starbucks has their Christmas cups back, praise the Lord. Uh, all that stuff's ahead of us. Let us be a people that regardless of, of the day, regardless of the circumstances, we root ourselves in the presence of the Lord. And when we root ourselves in the presence of the Lord, there is joy in the midst of this, if all we face. This is a promise to us. How many of you want that promise? Slip your hand. You want to be filled with joy? How many of you want fullness of joy? Slip your hands up. Don't be shy. Okay, keep them up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence so that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I pray, Holy Spirit, this is not something we have to do. It's something that happens in us through your spirit. So spirit, activate joy in the presence right now. Activate joy when we are alone with you. Activate joy when we're walking. Activate joy when we're in a really hard situation. Activate joy when we're in a really difficult meeting with our boss or our coworker. Activate joy in us, we pray, so that we can be filled with hope and declare to the city, you are good. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, come on. There's... Yeah, come on, give him some praise. <laughs> All right, real quick, um, thank you guys so much for your prayers once again and dedicating Eden. What an Eden, what an honor today to do that. So thank you. I love this house. Normally, when people say I love you, they say we love you. I love you all. Do you guys say that back when people tell you that? Why is it weird here? I say that, and you guys are just like. I'm super grateful for this body. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, In this house. I want to really quick, before we jump into the message, I want to remind us, last week I mentioned about the building fund. If you were not here, go back and watch that. 
we have started over this year, the Lord has invited us into, begin to save. We don't have a space, we're not making plans, we, but the Lord just invited us to start to give as we feel led. And, and an individual allowed, uh, came to us and said that they would match a, a, a giving of $10,000 by the end of the year in this house, and they would match that. So we would be closer to the goal that God said to us. So I just wanna encourage you, keep doing that. You can give, I didn't say this last week, but there's a drop down on the giving to give specifically to the building fund. Church, this is above and beyond your tithes. Like my father mentioned, that 10%, this is above that, okay? This is an offering. This is a sacrifice, okay? So pray, ask the Holy Spirit what he would have for you to say, for you to do. Ask him, if you call this place home, this is a really cool opportunity to partner with God what he's gonna do in this city, amen? How many of you know we're believing for a city block? Not, not to just have like a really massive sanctuary space with 10,000 seats. We'll have a cool sanctuary space. It'll be a temple. It'll be the place where the Lord will dwell. But the whole space, the whole block will be where, where the Lord dwells. There'll be businesses. There'll be places for single moms to come. You know, it's getting cold. And one of the things that I, I pray to, to God often is asking him for us to have a space where people can come in off the streets and just get warmth, get a bed, get dignity. So we'll, we'll be that place. Amen? Amen? All right, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter two. I don't have a ton of time this morning, that's all right. This will, this will definitely, normally I say, we'll see where we go, but this will for sure um, be a, be a two-part sermon in a series. Can we do that? So, so come back next week, we'll, we'll finish this up, but we're gonna kick this off, Ephesians two. You know, Ephesians two is a really powerful book of scripture. Um, I was talking with some of the pastors upstairs and they just mentioned, you know, it's always encouraging when you hear stuff like this before you go preach at pastors. They're like, good luck, pastor. This is a hard passage of scripture to preach. You know, thank you for the encouragement, men of God. I appreciate it. Um, but it's a really powerful book that Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. And I said it last week, this book will remove passive faith from your life. If you read this book and you soak in it, like I've mentioned to you, read this book. Sow and meditate on this book as we're teaching through this series. Uh, get it in you. This will remove passive faith, passive Christianity from our, from our lives. It's begun to do that in me even in places that I didn't even know. But this passage of scripture that I'm gonna teach you about today is one that Paul writes and reminds the church about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so over the last couple weeks, we've talked about how um, we, we, we received God as, as a pursuing God. For, forgive me, we're in a series entitled A Strong Church, so they're gonna throw it up right now. Strong church. But we're in the series of a strong church and understanding what God's call is for this church, for us as a body, to be strong, right? To not easily be tossed by the winds and the waves, the, the ideas and ideologies of this world and of, of what's happening, not to, not to um, be disturbed or disrupted, but to be strong. How many of you know God is creating a people today? He is birthing and, and washing and purifying a bride today that's prepared for him to come. So he's creating a strong church. And so we've heard about the pursuit of God. I talked with you guys last week about how God has given us victory through Jesus and the, the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Do you know, let me tell you this church, because I, I just believe we gotta, we're gonna keep pounding this thing, right? It's good. How many of you know you have to hear things over and over again to catch him, right? I had to say Eden's name over and over and over. I'm just kidding, to remember, I'm just kidding. It's good to say and to receive and hear things. But last week I talked about victory because of the power of the resurrection and the Holy Spirit. You received the Holy Spirit when you said yes to Jesus. That's a really good place for everyone. You received the promise of the Holy Spirit when you said yes to Jesus. That's the greatest news. 
You not only got cleansed, you not only got raised to life with them, but you received the Spirit of God in you. That allows for us to walk in victory. Do you understand that? You cannot merit or do your own victory. Is that good language? You cannot make yourself victorious. It's the work of the Spirit of God in you. And so Paul shares that, and then he goes into this passage of Scripture in chapter 2 that I'm going to read. And, and I, I put a title to this message, A Beautiful Contrast Church. So Paul begins to contrast statements here in Ephesians 2. So it's really odd to me that he goes through pursuit of God, victory, right? And now into this place of like showing us once again where we've come from and who we are today. Because Paul's teaching on identity. A beautiful contrast church. All right, here we go. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Thank you, Paul. But how many of you know that's really good news? Here's why. He's speaking to the church, and he says what? And you were dead. Hello? How many of us have read that and heard that today as like a condemning? You are dead in your transgressions. But the word of God says you were dead. Come on, in your transgressions and sins. In which you used to live. Everyone say used to live. Say used to live. Where the way you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Listen, this is not a message of pride and arrogance. This is a message of what Jesus has done. But the reality is this, without the work of Jesus in our lives, we would be dead and deserving wrath, okay? And I'm gonna touch this. But Paul, Paul's, a, Paul's a beast, he's not playing around. He's like, listen, this is who you were. This is what you got. This is what you had coming to you. And then there's this great word in scripture, you ready? But. How many of you love that? Every hand should go up. How many of you love that? He says all these dire things, and he's like, but. Come on, say but. <laughs> because of his great love for us. Church, wake up. Hear this. But because of his great love for you, for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with even when we were dead in transgression, it is by grace you have been saved. Come on, smile. This is good news. It is by grace you have been saved. Come on, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Your position's changed today. Your status has changed today in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. He's speaking of faith. In this, that word this is talking of faith. In this, faith is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Not by works. Hello? Not by works. So that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Paul presents one of the clearest, in many commentaries' opinions, the clearest message of the gospel right here. He's speaking of who we were when we were in sin and apart from God and who we are today because of Jesus in the blood and the resurrected tomb. Now, I preach this message. I could, I could, I could, I could preach, I could preach this message. Okay? Guys, at heart, I'm I'm an evangelist. I know this. I could preach the pain off this wall, this message right now. Get us all fired up. (laughs) But the reality is this: that the Holy Spirit is a lot more equipped to do that than I am today. And what the Holy Spirit wants for us today is to simply catch this great, beautiful truth that we are in Christ today. The old is gone, the new has come. The old is gone, the new has come. Paul is writing to the church to tell them who they are, their identity. Can you awake this morning? Identity in the kingdom of God, identity in the church today is super necessary. And Paul reiterates who we were and who we are today so that if we know who we are today, we will live out the calling that God has called for us to do. You know, it's really easy to know where to go and what to do when you know who you are. Do you all have roles in your jobs and your workspaces? Do you know your roles in your jobs and your workspaces? Do you know why you do what you're supposed to do? Because you know who you are in that workspace. It'd be really awkward for you to just walk into the boss's office and say, I'm here today, I'm taking over. Right? You're not the boss. Maybe one day you will be in Jesus' name, but not today. So you know where you sit. You know what to do. You know who you are. You know the function. You know all that stuff. It's good when you know who you are. Can I just preach this morning? Like, it's good to know who you are in Christ. And Paul writes these words to a church, and he explains victory to them. He explains that God's a pursuer of them. And he goes into these moments and starts contrasting who you were, who you are now. You were dead to sin. You were alive in Christ. You were seated in the world, but now you're seated with Christ. He begins to tell the, war, the, the church, be strong in your identity in Christ. And more than ever today, I really believe more than ever today, the church has to come into an alignment of who we are in Christ. Hear me. Not what the world would tell us, not how the world would tell us how to be, but to know who we are in Christ, seated with him in heaven. Like this message, the reason why I I, I said what I said about preaching it, because we hear this all the time. Yes? We hear, we're in Christ, we're in Christ. We're in Christ, we're in Christ. I'm in Christ. We hear it, but I really believe the Holy Spirit right now wants to take it from here and put it here. He wants to seal the position that we have been brought into because of the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we're gonna be a strong church, then we have to know who we are. If you're gonna be a strong father, you have to know who you are. If you're gonna be a strong mother, you have to know who you are. If you're gonna be a strong spouse, you have to know who you are. If you're gonna be a good student, you have to know who you are. If you're gonna live in this city where there are all sorts of noise and chaos and structures and powers and dominions trying to pull and grab at you, you have to know who you are in Christ. And there is a call for the church by the power of the Holy Spirit to give us a surge once again of who we are in Christ. We're beautifully contrasted people. There's a contrast that should happen from who we were to where we are today. Can I just say this? If your life doesn't look different today than what it did when you were living prior to Jesus, today's a good day to be in church. 
because he wants to deal with that. He wants to take stuff that is old and bury it with the thing that was buried when you said yes to Jesus. You with me right now? Like, you with me? Like, he, 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 he's so consumed, Paul is so consumed with the identity of the body of Christ. He's so consumed with, listen, catch this, please, church. He's like, brothers and sisters, please hear this. You are alive in Christ today. You were once dead in transgressions. You were once dead to sin. But today, right now, and moving forward, you're alive. You're alive. Can I tell some of you in this room what you need to do? You need to forget what was behind. Am I preaching to anybody today? I'll turn the lights on. I see you all. You need to forget what was behind. Hello? Sure, there's things you got to deal with, things you got to process through, but you got to forget what was behind, and you got to you got to go ahead. He's looking to create a people that are so consumed in their identity with Christ that they forget what's behind and go towards what's ahead. You can't fix yesterday. You can't fix yesterday. Praise Jesus. You can't fix yesterday. And here's the news. You can't change tomorrow. Today is the day that there's riches and mercy and grace available for you to walk in today. And so you can say today, today I wasn't there yesterday fully, but today I am with Christ, seated in heavenly places. I am in Christ. My identity is a son and a daughter of the king. That makes me royal. That makes me strong. That makes me courageous. That makes me hope-filled. That makes me joyful. That makes me have the mind of Christ. That gives me the inheritance of his glorious riches. I can't go back to yesterday. I don't know what tomorrow has. I'll leave it there. It's got enough troubles. But today, I'm going to identify myself with Christ because I know what he saved me from. I know the man that he saved me from. And man, I was dead. <laughs> How many did you, just for a moment, just remember, just for a moment, not, not to dwell there and be condemned, just for a moment. Think about where you were before Christ. I would relate to a lot of these words that Paul says. I was dead. I was alive. Oh, I was walking, breathing, having the time of my life. Hello? I thought I was having time. You know, sin will kill you. <laughs> Welcome to church. Sin will grab you, grip you, hold you, squeeze you, strangle you, kill you. He has one purpose, to steal from you, to kill you, and then destroy everything around you. Notice that process of the devil. I don't even want to give him credit, but just hear me. This is what will happen if you keep identifying with the old man. You will be stolen from. Things around you will start to fall apart. He will kill you. You'll become completely numb. Can I tell you something? If you feel numb in this walk, get to Jesus. And then he'll start stealing from you everything that was around you. That's what sin does. There's not another, that, that's the outcome. How many, how many of you know, that's 2,000 years of, of, of case studies. Hello, there's good data there. I think so, right? That's a good case study, right? It's doing the same thing to people. It did it to me. I was dead in, trust, in my transgressions and sin. I was completely dead. I could not get out of it myself. I tried, oh, tomorrow I'll be better. Oh, tomorrow I won't do this anymore. Oh, tomorrow I'll change. Come on, how many of you ever? Because my identity was tied up in a man that was 
never going to be able to change himself. I was dead. I was corrupted. <laughs> Just, this is good news today, no? Paul says, I was corrupted. I was disobedient. I was against God. Listen, that's why the writer writes about being hot and co or cold. Right? Like, like, I was completely against God. I was dead in my sin. Dead in my transgressions. I was dead in my mind. <laughs> fully awake. Fully aware. But are you okay? I, I, this is good news. I'm going somewhere. I was disobedient to God. The flesh controlled me. How many of you hate your flesh? Every hand should go up. How many of you hate the flesh? The systems, the, the powers, the principalities of the air, the ruler of the air, like Paul writes about, would speak to me and control me. The darkness of evil, Satan and his, his little, I don't, I, we don't even want to give him credit, but just what cause for me to be disobedient towards the Father. Reject the Father. I was under wrath. I was under wrath. Well, God's an angry God. Actually, he's the most merciful God in the world. It was because he didn't want to pour out his wrath that he gave Jesus. Do you understand that? Do you guys understand that? That's how good he is. This is good news. I was under wrath, but even in that, he still gave me an outlet. He's just angry at me. He's never going to forgive me. Actually, no, he's all about forgiveness. He wants, to. but I was under wrath. My old self, my old man, I was under wrath. And so listen, why am I saying this? Because listen, you will find yourself, if you don't find yourself parked in Christ, you will remain there even though you've been delivered from that. This is why we have so many self-condemning Christians. This is why we have so many Christians that are depressed. Now I'm not talking about, you've heard, I'm saying like, like where are we parking ourselves in our identity? Are we in those first three verses? I'm dead, I'm under wrath. I was condemned, I was disobedient, or do we say not because anything I can do, not because of pride or arrogance or anything that I can do, but because of Jesus' great riches and mercy, I park myself here today, I'm alive. I'm alive. See, see, we have to move from this position to, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just a mess. No, you're not. No, you're not. You may not want to be where you're at today, but he's working in you. Hold steady. Get to Jesus and watch. You're not a mess. You're actually in him. You're not an angry person. You're not just full of anger and wrath. None of that. No, 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 no. You're actually in him. He'll just keep working on it. Like, you with me? We have to move from, I'm just, uh, <gasps> hey, you sinned? He knows already. And he's saying, don't park here, park in the new identity with me. You with me? What would it look like for us to identify with Jesus Christ? What would it look like? Joy, peace, hope, glory, grace, riches, mercy, worship that is just crazy. I'm in Christ, I'm gonna worship him like I'm in Christ. I'm gonna give like I'm in Christ. I'm gonna sow and believe and work out my, you, is this okay today? This, I have 20 pages of notes. I haven't touched one. I, I, it's simple, but hard, right? 
It's so simple, but so hard. But the call today is this, and this is how I'm going to finish. You were called to new life in Christ. You were called to it. You were given it. It was a gift. I love gifts. Just throwing it out there. Christmas is around the corner. If anybody wants to bless me, just let me know. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry at all, actually. I really... For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. But because of his great, for us, great love for us, I want to just teach a few moments here. Because of his great love, the very first thing, knowing that I'm in Christ, is this. I know that I'm, I'm living with a really good father. What keeps me from parking over there is parking that his love is really, really good. How many of you know God's love is really good? I mean, you know, it doesn't always feel like it. You can't always, you don't get the tingles and the goosebumps and the vibe, like, but his love is really good. His love is so good to us that he gave. He gave his son for us, for me. He gave mercy and grace to me. He's a really good dad. Come on, if only we just caught that, that he's a really good father. Like some of you, that's really hard because your earthly father wasn't there, wasn't present. You didn't know them, it was harder. But listen, we don't live in this, in this realm. We have to know that we are now seated with Christ. So we serve and are being served by a really good father. You with me? Who keeps us from things, who helps us in our time of need, who, who protects us and watches over us, right? How, when's the last time you thanked a really good dad for all the things you didn't get? You know what I mean by that? Like, when's the last time you just stopped for a moment and said, man, I wonder how many times you saved me and I didn't even realize it. I wonder how many times you kept something from me that I didn't even know was in front of me, but you're really good and you love me that much that you kept stuff from me and I had no clue it was even gonna come my way. When's the last time you thanked him for that? Because the reality is, he does that type of stuff. When's the last time you just thanked him for loving you? Like, oh my gosh, I am so hard to love. <laughs> Anybody else? Like, I'm just hard to love but he loves me. And you know what that tells me? I'm with him. My identity is, I got a God that loves me. I got a father that loves me. No one's gonna tell me otherwise today. Guys, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> wake up. Because what would it look like for us to identify with Christ knowing that we are part of a really good dad that loves you? Wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm the one he loves the most. Oh, I can't say that. Yes, you can. It's in the Bible. Say it. Look in the mirror and say, I have been crucified with Christ. The old man is dead. I am the one that Jesus loves the most. My identity is that I'm loved by the greatest. See, see why this is a hard message? I just feel the presence here. This is, this is really hard for some of us because this should blow us up right now. Like This should get us so excited. It's because you're only hearing this on Sunday mornings. Straight up. I just feel the Lord on that. Like you're just hearing this only when you come into church. So now your brain is going 10,000 miles an hour. You're not really sure what to do with all the other stuff. We have to be a people that are in Christ. We receive this daily. Because when we receive this daily, it changes us to have revelations throughout the week. So we don't have to just to come to Sunday and get fed by me. You've been feeding and feasting all week. It's just an add-on for you. I'm just giving you some desserts. You've already been feasting at his table. This is good. This is good, right? Like, what, what would it look like for you to wake up every single day and say, I'm identity, my identity is in Christ. I am loved by a really good father. No matter what, I, I'm loved. 
And in that love, he's going to work on me. He's going he's to change me. He's going to transform me. He's going to do some things in me. He's going to call some things out of me. How many of you know God wants to call some things out of me? Even as an alive person in Christ, there are still things in me that he wants to work on in me. That's really good news. You know what's called sanctification. And he's going to sanctify me all the way till I see him. And I receive that work. But I'm alive in Christ. He poured out his mercy and grace upon me. You know that we don't deserve that. Do you know that? Do you know that in our own merit, in our own, we don't deserve his riches and mercy of grace, but he gives. This should smile. I don't need another miracle. I don't need another move. I don't need any. I have his riches of mercy and grace in my life. What more should I ask for? Grace, mercy, not getting what I deserved and surely not getting what I, surely getting what I shouldn't have. Right? How many of you are thankful for his mercy that I am not under wrath? Hello? <laughs> you want to just praise for a minute? You're not under wrath. Captain George, praise the Lord. Right? Because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? My past should be. I should be because of it. The old man, I should be under wrath, but because of his great mercy, I'm not today. And guess what this word says? His mercy is new every day. So guess what I get to wake up to every day? New mercy. Wrath silenced, mercy given. Wrath silenced, mercy given. Hope. Because oh. if I'm identified with Christ, I get the riches of mercy and grace. You get the riches of mercy and grace. You get the riches of his mercy and grace. You, and how you see yourself and how you view yourself, you might think I'm completely broken. And, no, he's given you riches of mercy and grace. Can I tell you something? You are a saint in his eyes. You're a saint in his eyes. Hello? Now don't get pride, don't get arrogant, don't, but the way he sees you, holy and blameless. Remember what we first kicked off with? He sees you holy and blameless. Well, I got this thing. He sees you holy and blameless. He's just inviting into the identity to walk in that thing. Is this good? I don't know if this is good. Maybe it's not. I think it's good. Poured out his mercy and grace. And this is it. I'm, 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 just a few more minutes. Bruce, can you come up, please? Being identified with him. I'm raised to life with him. Salvation wasn't just to take you out of something. Salvation was to bring you into something. Do you understand that? Salvation wasn't just a one-time thing and now you're good, clean. Like, salvation was to bring you into something, which is this. You've been raised to life. You are seated with Christ. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? Have you ever thought about that? Does Paul say you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms? Does it? I think my Bible said that. I, I think I read that to you all. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. You, you are no longer positioned here in the spirit of this age. You are no longer positioned here in death. You are no longer positioned in the things of this world. You are no longer positioned in your addiction. You are no longer positioned in your sin. You are positioned with him. You are raised to life with him. You came out of the grave with him. You came out of the grave with him. 
Now, yes, there are grave clothes, just like Lazarus, right? He says, get those grave clothes off him. Lazarus was raised to life. So there's the work, but you are raised to life. You are alive. The man that is calling, the woman that is calling you of the past is dead. It's buried six feet under. Stop picking up the shovel. Stop digging it up. Leave it dead and know that you have been raised to life with Jesus Christ. You are seated with him in victory. You are identified with him in the heavenly realms. He knows you. He knows you. Isn't that good news? The creator, of the, you know, he knows you. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly the things that need to come and, and be brought to you. He knows you. You are seated with him. He's raised you to life. This is the gospel. Paul says you were once dead. But because of Christ, you are now raised to life. It's a simple gospel. It's a simple thing. But it's the power of the spirit of God. Race to life. And you know what's cool too? This is it. My identity, God keeps me in it. Do you know God cares more about your salvation than you do? Did you know that? Are, are you, is that okay? I think that's very good. God actually cares more about me than in, in, in keeping me than I do at times. That's good news, right? That he's that good, that he cares about keeping me close. He says, listen, listen. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this faith is not from yourself, it's a gift from God. He wants to give us great faith to continue to hold on to the hope that we are new in him. The Spirit of God wants to fill you with faith every single day. If you wake up and say, I wanna just... I, what do I do? How, how do I do? Can I have some faith to know who I am in you? Can you build my faith to know who I am? Can you build some faith in me? Can you build the hope in me? Can you do? It says it's a gift from him, right? Is this okay? It's a gift from him to say to you, I'm keeping you, JP. I'm, I'm holding you, JP. It's not a coincidence that, that we were singing who we are in Christ today. Right? We need to begin to understand that I am kept, I am secure, I am comforted, I am protected, I am watched over by a really good father. If I can't earn this thing, man, I can't lose it by the things I do wrong. Now hear me, what we've said over the past couple weeks, anybody that knows the good grace of Jesus Christ doesn't want to go do the things that they used to do. But it is not by things that I, I didn't get this salvation. You didn't earn this salvation. You couldn't tap into this salvation alone. Your identity could have been created on your own. He gave it to you as a gift. So he wants to keep you in that. Do you know that? That God wants to keep you in that. God wants to keep you secure in your identity. Do you know that? In the world where it's telling you to be all sorts of people, do whatever you want to do, have all sorts of identities, no, God wants to keep his, your identity secure. He wants to keep his arms around you. He wants to keep his embrace around you. This is who we are in Christ today. It's a contrast. Because, right, if I look at myself today, this is how I'm closing, Pastor Nick, we'll, we'll do some ministry time. If I look at myself today, I don't look very different. I've added a couple more pounds over the years. I wear all black. Just Someone said to me, is that your outfit? I said, no, it's just simply for the fact that it looks, makes me look a little thinner. <laughs> Facts. If I look at myself in the natural, I don't, I don't feel different, right? No, I look the same. 
but it isn't a natural work. It's a supernatural work that took place in my life. And by his great riches and mercy, he came and invaded my life. He came and invaded my life. And my simple response to him was this, yes. And my response today is, yes. My response tomorrow, yes. Because I wanna know, when I say my yes to him, he moves. He gives me the identity that I'm called to have, which is to be in Christ. You may not feel it, you may not look different, but I'm telling you, it's a supernatural work that happens inside of you. And he's calling for us to enter into it today. The old is gone, the new has come. The old is gone, the new has come. The old is gone, the new has come. Today, it's simply this. Do you want the old to be left, and do you want to enter into the new? For some of you, you've never said yes to Jesus, so this is a great day. For some of you, you are still bound by those grave clothes. He wants to unravel you today. He wants to unravel you by his riches of mercy and grace today. He wants to do that today. Some of you, you just need a surge of Holy Spirit help to know who you are today. He wants to do that today. Thank you.